Welcome to another episode of Mental Health Mondays. It is the week of May 8th, 2023. We're here and we're doing it. Back again, another week. Congratulations. You did it. You got this shit. Um, there we go again. Shit in the first 10 seconds. Um, what a week it's been. I had a great week. Not to brag, but just to be honest. Feel pretty good about my week. Um, so if you've been keeping up to date with the podcast, I talked previously about um whatchamacallit. I talked previously about a big studio session I was supposed to have with someone, and uh it happened it finally happened. So that was sick. And it was just one of those things, another one of those lessons that things aren't always meant to happen when they're supposed to happen. To give you some backstory on this studio session. The first time it was supposed to happen, I was very ill. Uh, I don't, I haven't gotten sick in so long. I was sick. Fever, runny nose. I w- wasn't, you know what, <clears throat> it was just normal cold, but I was pretty sick. So my nose was stuffed. I literally sounded like Squidward. And not to mention that, but I looked crazy. Like my eyes were puffy and red. My whole face was like, you know, from blowing your nose 750,000 times in the course of a, two, you know, five-day span. My nose was all red. I had like, I had like a cold sore coming in. My voice was scroggy, plus the nasal thing. Terrible situation to be in for a studio session, especially one that's, you know, potentially important or, you know, you haven't, I don't know. I, I put too much in almost everything in my life. Like I put too much weight on things that might not really matter nearly as much as I'm making them out to be but I like to take things seriously so like looking at it from that perspective a horrible situation to be in for this said studio session um and then some very strange unforeseen things happened with the person was supposed to be with and I so it was like the universe telling me like listen I'm giving you a, a little break here because you are not ready for this in this moment not a good time to for it to happen but I was still disappointed. And I know I talked about it on the podcast of like building it up in my head, excited for this opportunity, and then it fell through. And then I'm just worried the whole time, like, is it is it ever gonna happen? You know? So even though the signs were on the writing was on the wall, it was very, very obvious. The universe is slapping me in the face. God was slapping me in the face, whatever, whatever you want to assign that power to. Like, dude, this is not the time for this. And I still was disappointed. Now fast forward several weeks maybe even a, co- a month or two. It's got, had to have been a couple months at this point. All right. I don't want to be too vulgar, but I'm sitting on the in the bathroom, okay? And I get a call on my phone, and it's this person, and I'm like, I haven't even spoken to this person in years, literally years. I'm like, do I answer in this predicament? Uh, this person doesn't know this. If they watch this, this will be the first time that they are being aware, made aware of this. Um, I'm like, fuck it. So I answer the phone, He's like, yo, I know it's short notice, but I'm about to head to the studio in a little bit if you want to come through. And I was tentative and I was like, dude, you know, like uh, maybe, you know, Friday, I I think it was a Wednesday or whatever day it was, doesn't matter to the story. He was like, I might get in there Friday. So if that works better, I'm like, yeah, maybe then, you know, all right, man, have a good one. I hang up the phone, finish my business (laughs) and immediately as I hung up the phone, I was like, what am I doing? Why would I say no? It's just sometimes our little worries and anxieties hold us back from something great. Something this tiny 
can hold us back from something as massive as it could be. And it was one of those moments. And I was so disappointed in myself in the moment of like, why would I say no? This has been something I've been trying to tell myself for years. Something I've been trying to change about myself for years is like, just say yes. Uh, it's funny because I'm wearing a dare shirt. I don't mean to drugs. I'm saying just say yes. When someone asks you to go do something, especially when it's something, an opportunity that you've been looking forward to, listen, you have to be willing to be spontaneous. So finished that whole situation in the bathroom, like I said, and I go out to the living room and my girl's folding clothes or something. And I'm like, hey, so-and-so called me. And I said, no. And to her credit, because I don't know, there are times where like, I think as a unit, like I'm not just thinking about myself. So I'm like, all right, it's last minute. You know, we weren't, we didn't really have plans tonight, but it is like, I'm going to be out late. Like maybe she doesn't want me to go. And that couldn't have been further from the truth. She immediately was like, why did you say no? Are you dumb? She didn't say those words, but you know what I mean? So I'm like, fuck it. Immediately pick up the phone, call them back. And I'm like, you know what, dude, I'm down. I'll be there in this amount of time. Word. Went to the session. Session couldn't have gone better. It was amazing. Um, you know, I've been in some bigger studios before, but like, and again, I, you know, this is my own main character situation going on in my head. It's not like I went there and met Dr. Dre or anything like that. But with that said, I, it was a session at Paramount Recording Studios, like, and these are little moments that I've been wanting and dreaming of and manifesting and all that good stuff for the longest time. And just like walking, you know, getting buzzed into the parking area and getting buzzed. Oh, what session are you here for? Getting buzzed into the studio. Oh, here's the code for the door. And they treat you so politely there. It's not just like some run-of-the-mill studio. It's like everyone's very professional. He's like, oh, yep, just up the stairs. Here's the door, the code to the door. Walk in. Vibes great immediately. Um, and so... It just, it was walking down the hall, seeing, this is like a moment that's like in any movie about music or any of that stuff, but it's like walking down the hall and just seeing platinum gold plaques lining the halls. And it's just like, wow, this is cool, man. This There's an energy to places like that. Like if they have those plaques, there's one of two reasons. One, either the record company that the studio's umbrella underneath has, you know, their, their records from that record label or they were recorded in that studio so either way it's just like there's that energy of like special things can happen in this place and it was just again one of those moments that like you hear about you you think about you dream about and it was it was just sick and then I you know um I don't know I'm being like secretive of who it is and stuff I don't necessarily know that that's necessary I don't necessarily know that that's necessary I guess just out of respect to this person because I never asked hey like can I kind of like talk about it and stuff um but so I don't want to say too much about what we did but like I ended up getting on the hook of one of his songs and it was just all it was just good vibes the whole time and something another thing that was really cool about it about it another thing um so I'm in this session with I'm in this recording session with a big artist of a, a quote a famous person as dumb as that sounds for me as dumb as that feels to say he's a famous person and I know him through a friend of a friend, and we know each other decently well, but we don't know each other that well. And so I'm not psyching myself up to be like, oh, they're going to be this certain way. I know the person enough to know like that, you know, they're not like pretentious or anything like that. Cool dude. Knew the vibes would be good. But outside of all that, all week I've been dealing with anxiety bad. 
like really bad depersonalizations bouts and like uh, I'll get into that in a little more in a, in a moment. So going in, I was already anxious about being anxious. I was nervous like, oh, when I get there, what happens if I have a panic attack and I'm in a room full of people and in, a, in, a, uh, in an environment that like I need to perform in? So I was a little nervous and I did what I said a couple weeks ago. I just addressed it. After a couple words, a couple, you know, a little conversation, I explained the situation of, you know, at first when I picked up the phone and was asked to go there, I said no because I was nervous and scared. And I said that to them. And rather than them being like weird about it, they immediately were like, yeah, man, that's something we all go through, right? And like we were talking, we ended up talking about mental health and anxiety for a minute. And it just immediately, again, Another piece of proof that being transparent and open and honest, specifically when it comes to mental health struggles, it's like, dude, we are all dealing with this. At this point, almost no one can say they've never felt a long period of anxiety or depression. Everyone goes through this shit. So why do we continue to hide it? I was feeling anxious about going. I was feeling anxious when I got there. I was feeling anxious walking to the studio door. Open the door. Everything's fine. Because all I had to do was mention, oh, yeah, I was actually a little anxious before I was dude, not that hard. It's not that difficult. And guess what? In a place where I absolutely could have been judged, and I'm not saying that other people won't judge you potentially, but so what? And guess what? I opened my big fat mouth and I wasn't judged. I immediately was embraced with, yes, I totally get how that feels. I totally understand that sentiment. And it was just more proof that being transparent and open and honest when you're feeling these ways with people, even people that I don't know that well, it's just another way of alleviating it rather than hiding it. I think sometimes anxiety worsens because of the attempt to hide and bury it. So it's like it's like putting some some sort of uh, you know liquid, hot liquid pressurized in a thing. I don't know. I was about to use like a scientific example, but I think you get what I'm saying like, you know, trying to force too much of something into a container and holding it and then eventually the pressure is too much and it bursts and that's when you have a bad panic or anxiety attack rather than just letting it seep out a little bit and showing someone, hey, I'm, I'm anxious a little bit right now just so you know, like I'm telling you, I can't drive this point home enough. Open yourself up just a little bit more. Be just a tick more honest about it with the people you're around. If you're around a group, especially a, pe a group of people you know and trust and love, if you're starting to feel anxious, just say it. Like, oh, I'm kind of starting to feel anxious for some reason. Immediately, everyone's, a t I promise you, if you have decent friends, everyone's going to be like, oh, are you good? Yeah, no, everything's good. Now, sometimes it doesn't feel like that's helpful, but generally speaking, the second that like that is understood and the vibe kind of goes from everything's fine we're all fine to oh he's feeling a little anxious i'm telling you like every single fucking time it helps and even in a room with two you know one and a half strangers i allowed myself to just be open for a second and be like i'm actually feeling kind of anxious right now and you know now again in a professional setting i understand the hesitancy to say something like that but if you can frame it in a way that's not, um, I don't know, doesn't make it awkward for the other person. Now, I'm not saying that your mental health issues should or you should worry about your issues being awkward for another person. You got to focus on you. But just in the sense of talk, coming from it from the angle of it being a professional setting. Yeah, there are ways to say it. you don't want to just look like you're freaking out or, or, you know, burst into tears or anything like that. I understand not wanting to do that. But generally speaking, 
if you can just take a deep breath and be like, yeah, I actually, you know, make it, make it light, make it because it, because you also have to remember you're okay. You're safe. You can get out of there if you need to, but you shouldn't have to. So just being open and honest with anyone around you, I'm not telling, again, it's a slippery slope. I'm not saying run into a 7-Eleven and be like, I'm anxious. You don't have to do that. But in an environment when you're starting to feel anxious, listen, I opened up and immediately two people that I barely know were like, oh, I deal with that too. I meet, boom. Now we have a common connection. Now we have common ground. Now we have something to work off of. Now we have a conversation. And now we all feel comfortable. So I was just really happy with that. I was also proud of myself of uh, for overcoming the initial, eh, I'm not ready. What do I do? Nah, bro. Get the fuck up and go chase what you want. So that was sweet. That was dope. That was one day <laughs> of my week. One day. And then uh, another announcement, I suppose, is that... Sorry. No, I don't have a cough button. So every time I have indigestion in here, it, you either hear a gross noise on the mic or I have to be extra and move out of the way. Because um, God knows I'm not going through the hour-long podcast to take out every little noise because I already got to go through it and edit everything. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, <sighs> another thing that happened this weekend is I got another show. Another show. That's right. That's right. Um, this one is with So Far Sounds, which is dope. They have like a million subscribers, like over a million subscribers on YouTube, which is kind of crazy. Um, like same type of, actually different, same type of organization, I should say, as um, the last one I performed for, which I the name is escaping for me, from me for, for some reason, um, where it's like, you know, up and coming artists, some a little bigger than others, just like getting a chance to perform and stuff. Uh, but this one, like last time I had to sell tickets and all that stuff. And, you know, they encourage you, obviously, to get some people to come out and support you specifically. But I think they're established enough that people just go to their shows because they trust like, oh, I'm going to see some dope unsigned talent or, you know, or dope like up and coming talent. Um, like Billie Eilish did a show with them like six years ago. And when I saw that, I was like, that those things are cool. Those things are always cool. It's like, first of all, like it's cool to see. I don't know, like, I'm not saying, oh, that's proof that in six years I'll be as big as Billie Eilish. I'm not talking saying like that, but like, oh, wow, okay. These are things, sometimes when you, um, let me say this in a polite way. When you do shows like this or around like this community, the numbers start to creep in. Like the um, the statistics, right? The probability starts to creep in like yeah the, i'm 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 meeting a lot of talented people but like i'm talking hundreds and thousands of people that you meet over the years of pursuing a music career and it's like damn none of them have made it yet you know what i'm saying so it's like oh there's one shining example and then all of a sudden all you need is one versus the thousands to remind you of like oh yeah anything is possible and of course she's a generational talent honestly whether you love her or hate her she's extremely talented and she has a good team around her and all that stuff but it was cool to see that she's done one of these. So, so far sounds LA or so far sounds globally, but you know, obviously I'm in LA. Um, and the, their whole concept is like, it's like a speakeasy show. So it's a secret location until like 36 hours before the show. Um, it's in, I'll, I can say that it's in downtown Los Angeles. Uh, the space looks cool from what I've seen. And it's like very, 
the other show was at like a my last show was at like a, a bar club lounge situation a little more rowdy uh this one is very like first date like solid first date if anyone's out there listening and in la and you have a little chica you're talking to or even a dude if you're you know whoever you're talking to doesn't matter um this is a solid first date option because it's like some of their shows not this one some of them is like byob like picnic situation um and all the seating is like floor seating and i don't mean floor seating is in like uh like i don't know it like literally on the floor like bring a cushion bring a blanket type situation like they just did a show on the beach like it's it's just like that kind of chill cool different vibe and the venue is always like set up a little different and cool and artsy and so i'm excited it's like the per to me it's like another it's the perfect second show i really felt like the first show was the perfect first show back and i really genuinely feel like this is the perfect second show because it's people who are there specifically to find new artists kind of uh, and just enjoy themselves, you know, enjoy night out on the town. Another thing is this show is going to be on a Friday versus the last one was in the middle of the week. That'll make it hopefully easier for mo most people to attend. Um, and yeah, it just it just seems like a cool vibe. I can kind of dig into the jazzier side of of my songs because it, it fits that vibe. But also I have some new shit that I'm working on that is sick and I'm super excited about it. If you saw my Instagram story. Um, yeah, so I'm just excited, man. It's good. Life is good. Things are moving. The world is turning. Okay. And then it, not only is it turning, it's also orbiting. And then the moon is also orbiting around us. I've been on a space kick lately. I can't get enough space, 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 space. Can't get enough. Um, yeah, I'm just really excited. I got, I know I have to stop saying, um, so much being trying to be a professional broad broadcaster i almost just said it again it's really a crutch because i still almost said it again i have to take a deep breath so i don't say it extremely excited about where my life is at this point in time as i said you know last couple episodes like rekindling relationships and working out the kinks of life and the common everyday struggles that we as human beings go through, I've really had a chance to kind of um, sink into that more and take the time that it needs and deserves. And uh, then, then it's just like, I don't know, things, there are times in life where it feels like things are just aligning and you got to, and like, just ride that wave as far as you can until, until you crash and then you have to find the next wave but that's kind of what it is it's never all up and it's never all down right now i feel like i'm in the upswing um the streams are starting to pick up uh, you know for frankie iv and shit and like like i said this this big pretty big studio session happened and hopefully it leads to more and then i you know this show another show hopefully it leads to more so it's um I'm just feeling pretty good about life and about myself. And again, if you're watching this mental health podcast, I don't say that to like rub it in your face if you're not in a good place right now. But I am saying it to inspire you and to maybe open your eyes to the fact that like, as I said, it's not all down. There is a way back up. 
and I'm proud of myself and happy for myself. And I that's the it's the first couple weeks, couple times, honestly, that I've said that in a long time. Because typically I'm really hard on myself, and that's okay too. I think that can push you to achieve things and to get better. But again, I, I go back to that conversation with Zach. Like, are you willing to be miserable the whole time on your on the way to wherever you think you're going? And it's like it's not worth that. So I'm allowing myself to be happy and proud of myself, and just trying to sink into the moment a little more. And just really looking forward to that next show. It's going to be, I really think the vibe of it's going to be super dope. Um, also, yeah, that's, it's on, it's in June. I don't even remember the date, but it's far enough away that it doesn't matter right now. Let's see. Actually, fuck it. Let's see what the date of the show is because I can anyway. Um, it is Saturday. Oh, it's Saturday? Or did I fuck up the flyer? 624, June 24th, June 24th, downtown Los Angeles, secret venue, will be revealed 36 hours prior to showtime, uh, yeah, man, so, again, this week just showed me a lot of, uh, I don't know, you know when you go through, you know, in, uh, if you have a good teacher in high school, they'll continuously go back to certain things they've taught you throughout the year to drive the point home. And sometimes it seems monotonous, but there's a reason for repetition. I've been finding more and more that the universe does the same thing because there's things that I've said on this podcast that I truly believe, but I don't always apply fully to my own life. And this week was just proof positive of, I don't know, 90% of the cliche things that I say on here every week of just trusting the process listening to the universe, allowing yourself to go with the flow, being open and honest and transparent about everything, but especially about your mental health struggles, um, and uh, uh, sticking to your guns, trusting yourself, being proud of yourself, living in the moment as much as possible. Literally all these things just took place this last week, and through them, multiple very good things happened for me. And allowing myself to enjoy those very good things is the last step. Um, not the last step. I'm a very unfinished product. But I'm saying, uh, as far as I can see, like that's the one thing that I'm missing more than any of the other stuff. Because all the other stuff, when I, when I get off of it, um, I can kind of recalibrate. But that's one that's a recurring theme of like just being happy and allowing myself to be happy and allowing myself to be proud of myself and recognizing like, uh, being com being confident in myself, um, that's a tough one for me, and so I just that's the last step. And even then, but even with that, I've I feel like I've been doing such a better job. And um, again, I feel like right now I'm I'm sounding very like I'm doing great. I'm the man. Uh, so again, I apologize if it's it's coming across conceited. That's certainly not my goal. I'm just. Again, trying to be a conduit to anyone listening, like be proud of yourself, be happy. It's okay to let yourself enjoy yourself, honestly. Because um, at the end of the day, you are the only one you really have. That's not to discredit how important um, healthy relationships are in your life, but you know, I always look at like driving alone in the car which I'm going to get to again in a second because some not-so-great stuff has been happening too. Um, 
those, you know, I always for the longest time, and I feel like most people of our age group, like it was like a common thing to be like, oh, gotta put music on the second I get in the car. As I've gotten older, first of all, it's it's actually unfortunate, and I feel like I need to switch it up a bit because the content you take in really, really, really dictates what you put back out. I've talked about that before as well, and I'm a true believer in that. I don't know if it's more of a reflection on the music industry and like music today than it is on me. I'm not quite sure. I mean, actually, I am pretty sure. There's tons and tons. There's an unlimited amount of amazing music coming out every day. And now there's also an unlimited amount of horrific, terrible music that should never have been released coming out every day. But there's no lack of good shit out there. And for some reason, I don't know if it's uh, lack of like desire. Um, I think part of it for a while was because I'm a musician. Um, I've listened to some music so analytically all the time that it's like I know how the sausage gets made and it's and it ruins it a little for me. And I need to like get that out of my head, which I have for the most part. But anyways... It used to always be got to put something on in the car the second I get in the car. Then it kind of evolved to, well, I I really enjoy podcasts with interesting people that I, you know, that I uh, appreciate their perspective on whatever it is, a myriad of things. So it's really, really, really become primarily podcast because it's like, to me, it's a little more thought provoking, whereas music is just your own thoughts. But now I've gotten to a point where sometimes I feel like a psychopath, like I don't even put anything on in the car. Um more so when I when I'm not driving a great distance but and it's just a time to reflect on whatever you got going on but I view life like 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 the whole of life is is kind of like just driving alone in the car with without the radio on with your thoughts um so I don't you have to be able to live with them and sit with them and process them and um i've just like i said this week has kind of made me feel really good about myself and that's the first time in a while i can say that especially like i said last week with the whole thing with my you know my dad's uh anniversary and all that typically really sad period of time and it's not that i didn't take my time to be sad but as i said last week like i kind of felt for the first time almost happy and proud of myself and it's a way better feeling than the opposite. So I encourage you to let your ego aside. Because that's the funny thing, right? It's like someone who's too proud of themselves. Someone who maybe thinks too highly of themselves. It's an pr- issue with their ego. The thing is, feeling the opposite is also an issue with your ego. Because you're inflating your sense of self to the point where nothing is good enough. And nothing you do is right um, you won't achieve what you want in life. You, you did this wrong. You did that wrong. You said this word in a weird way in a conversation three weeks ago. That's your ego too. So whether you're too high on yourself or far too low on yourself, no matter what, that's an issue with your ego, your sense of self. And you have to just kind of completely abolish your ego at times. And, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's not the the, 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 the right perspective to have because ego can be important. But you need to be able to shut off your ego or ignore your ego, both in the times where you feel really, 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 really high on yourself, like too high, and really low on yourself. 
but specifically coming from like the mental health perspective, it really is a problem with your ego when you are just shitting on yourself over and over and over again, because I don't know how to, I'm trying to talk this out. You can clearly tell like it's more evident and obvious like, oh, this guy's got a big ego. Um, which, of course, we've just taken that word and adapted it to, like, our vernacular, which is not technically what the word means. But this guy's got a big ego. Oh, he's so full of himself. You also have an inflated, full-of-yourself attitude if you're too low on yourself because you're putting too much pressure on yourself based on your ego. You're putting too too much weight on everyday decisions based on your ego, based on where you th- what you think your place, your individual place in this universe is. So no matter what, whether you're too high on yourself or too low on yourself, keeping your ego in check is extremely important in like creating a solid base for your mental health and a solid sense of self that's not overinflated and overdeflated. I don't know if you can be overdeflated. You know what I'm saying though. Um, and that's something like, I don't know. But on the flip side, here we go again, Frank, disagreeing with yourself. Ego obviously is an important motivating factor to achieving anything. If you completely don't care about your ego, then you're, you know, you understand what I'm saying. You're, you got nothing. You got nothing, nothing motivating you, nothing going for you. It's just about balance as always, just balancing, you know, I'm saying all this because like, as I said, I feel pretty good about myself right now. Um, not not in an unhealthy way, but I'm just, it's interesting to me that we always assign ego to like people who are considered big headed or conceited, but it really, to me, an inflated sense of self, that inflated sense of your ego also applies to when you're being too hard on yourself. And it's all about staying somewhere in the middle, like being proud of yourself, but allowing yourself to be self-critical, but not to a point of completely devastating your mental well-being and, you know, which I'm guilty of a lot of times, which is why I keep harping on the fact that I feel so good right now because I'm not used to it. It feels different. It feels new. It feels great. And I know I talked about the the optimization stuff recently, optimizing your lifestyle, all those things. And I was kind of speaking about it facetiously, but there are certain things that I'd like to share that have been helping me that are very obvious, but just be, you know, I can talk about whatever I want. So I want to mention it because I feel so great and I'm sure it has something to do with it. Um, vitamins, dope. Vitamins are sick, dude. You need them. <laughs> I had nothing. No, you, you need, you need nutrients. And, um, Apparently, from whatever source you want to trust, because it's impossible to tell nowadays, our food is so much less nutrient-dense than it used to be. So even if you're eating super healthy, a lot of the times your body's missing some of the, the more important vitamins, especially when it comes to mental health. Like Literally like lubricating the brain and making sure that your neural connections are firing correctly. So that's been really helping me. The other thing is another very obvious one, but working out has been like saving me recently um i just saw a stat that said so i forget what country that they're going to require or that they are suggesting that mental health or that okay let me fucking start that over holy shit some other country that i don't remember what country it was so here's a statistic 
from something I barely remember. Um, they want to put uh, exercise routine as one of the like mandatory suggested methods basically of treating mental health issues. So like rather than immediately jump to like Xanax or an SSRI or whatever it might be like, oh, uh, it was even over therapy. Like it, it's been being shown to be more beneficial for mental health issues than even therapy. And obviously I'm all for therapy and you certainly should go, but it just goes to show like it's not just um, like making new neural pathways through therapy and new ways of thinking about things and dealing with things. Extremely important. It's also about literally changing your body chemistry and your brain chemistry through exercise. And I can say this because I don't know, like I've lost like that's funny. I was looking at, speaking of inflated sense of self and ego, I was watching old clips from earlier episodes of Mental Health Mondays just to like see how far, like if you watch like the first three reels that I posted, um, because unfortunately most people don't absorb this podcast this way. They they see it on my like social media and stuff. If you look at the first few, they look ridiculous. Like the captions were massive. 40 words on the screen, you know, all that stuff. So I'm just looking and be like, okay, cool. Again, another like, oh, I'm proud of myself. I was like, damn, I've come a f- long way. I started this podcast a little less than a year ago and it's so much better than it was. Um, as things obviously improve over time and I've just gotten better at doing certain things and, and figuring out like how I want it to look and I'm still developing it. But anyways, again, just showing the progress and I'm proud of myself the way it's going. Um, I noticed like, wow, I, I know I've lost weight. I've lost around 20 to 30 pounds anywhere in there. Cause I don't know exactly how much I weighed at the start of the year, but my weight, I was hovering around 220 and right now I'm like 194. So if I do the math correctly, that's 20 to 30 pounds. Um, and like, I can clearly tell the difference looking at my, my stomach and like, you know, my arms and shit like that. I feel weird even saying this, but um, I was watching old those old clips and I was like, holy shit, my face was like a balloon. And I, I don't mean, I'm not speaking negatively about myself, I'm just being self-critical, which is okay sometimes. Um, and I'm also not saying this for anyone else out there like struggling with maybe their weight or, or getting into a good routine with, with healthy eating and exercise and stuff not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just, again, encouraging you living proof. Like I was, I guess it was more like the holidays and shit. You go away. I had tried kind of to start working out and eating better before that, but you go away and then, you know, you know how that works. Mom's got to feed their kid. So, um, yeah, I just really, it was like, it felt good though. Like to see me, thicker heavier um it felt good to then watch the newest one and be like wow i mean also it doesn't help that my beard looked like shit but you can clearly tell the difference in my face and maybe over like week by week by week by week you don't necessarily notice but if you feel like doing it you go back to the first one and then watch this episode i really have lost weight and it's just another thing i feel very proud of but also more specific more importantly I feel a thousand times better, a thousand times better. Um, 
just like literally like mobility, like, you know, I just feel better. And I highly recommend sticking to that if you, um, if you haven't been. I know it's not easy. The discipline thing, that's the hardest thing. It's discipline, but I'm telling you straight up, and, you know, I'm not perfect by any means. I have a long ways to go from, you know, to where I would like to get. Um, But I feel like I've gotten the discipline part of it down pretty well, and that also gets easier as you go because not only are you forming this habit and truly enacting it into your life to become an actual part of your life rather than something you're trying to do, right? It just becomes normal. It becomes routine. Um, so not only is, uh, you know, forming that habit makes it easier over time, but also, as I said, like starting to see and feel the results, it's just another little carrot in front of you. Like it's a real genuine motivator, a very healthy, positive motivation for you. Um, that, that just makes it easier and easier and easier to keep going. So it's like, I talk about these cycles a lot where, uh, like for me, for like anxiety and depression and, and depersonalization, like I'll start feeling anxious, I'll get depersonalized, then I feel anxious about being depersonalized, then I'm depressed that it'll never change. So it's like all these things feeding into each other and making, you know, taking the inertia, the, the, the um, uh, what's that word, what's that word, what's that, what's that word? the momentum there you go got it in the complete wrong way but then there are there are things like with the exercise it's like okay it's really hard to get up early whatever it might be or if, you know it's really hard to after a long day of work to to go to the gym but i did it one day two days three days whatever and then i'm starting to feel better but also i'm starting to get in better shape so the working out is becoming easier plus i'm starting to see results so that's making me want to so you know what i'm saying it's a cycle and it's a uh, momentum completely in the positive direction. So it's, I to me, it's very important to like try to control as much as you can the cycles um, and make sure that more of them, because like I, I, there's a lot of things like that. With work, the same thing. Like, oh, I hate going to work. Oh, I'm late to work. Now my boss is mad at me. Now I hate my job even more. It's like, okay, well, clearly you got to wake up early. Or whatever it might be. There's a million different examples in everybody's life of these little cycles that start taking your momentum in different directions. If you can try to make them, the, you know, as many of them as positive as possible, it'll help. It really help. And, and that's where I'm at right now. Like another one that I always talk about is productivity. When I'm not productive, I feel anxious about it. And then it makes me less creative because I'm scared and anxious. And the blah, blah, blah. right now I'm in the opposite direction. I'm in a very positive direction with that. I'm just, listen, I've been in the fucking depths of depression many times before. Muchos, muchos, muchos times. Okay. And I, you know, no way out. There's no way I'll feel better. There's no way. It's not possible. And right now, at this moment, I feel about as good about myself as I ever have. It's possible. It's possible. Not only is it possible, it's doable. Not only is it doable, it's actually not as hard as you're making out to be at all. Like, you, you got to buy in. There's got to be some buy in. I was talking about this with Jay. For example, like the vitamins, right? Sometimes with that stuff, it's hard to tell 
if you're really feeling any better because of this thing, right? Same thing with working out too. Sometimes it's like, I don't know, am I feeling better? Am I losing weight? Um, practicing like like motive, uh, uh, meditation, right? Um, or, or reading or any of these things that like calm your nerve. It's Sometimes it's hard to tell if it's really working the way it's supposed to or the way people say it does. You got to buy in though. And I feel like for me, something I've struggled with in the past is the skepticism of some of this stuff or like, yeah, but, yeah, but, but nothing. You got to buy in. Trust the process. Not only trust the process, but sometimes like allowing the placebo effect to take over is overwhelmingly positive. Rather than being like, nothing's going to make me feel better. Nothing's going to fix the way I'm, I'm feeling right now. Nothing's going to pull me out of this dark rut that I've been in. Buy in a little bit. I remember at the beginning of every lacrosse season, we'd have like a different mantra or something. Team shit. I mean, it didn't work. We were pitiful in high school. Really underachieving. Every time me and my friends get drunk together, we talk about it. But we really underachieved. We, have, we had some talented athletes on that team. Anyways, at the beginning of every year, we'd have a different catchphrase, whatever it was, you know, um, and something that w- our coaches would, would preach to us that just popped into my head, which is an interesting thing. Little did they know that that little lesson would not resurface in that 17 year old kid's head until he was 29 years old. <laughs> um, but one of those things was make sure like we're, we're preaching this new thing this year and we're going to preach this new thing next year and blah, 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 blah. Make sure that there's buy. You got to buy in to what we're selling. You have to buy into everyone working towards this one thing as a goal. And if we all stick to it and stick to it and stick to it, that it, it can come true. And I, I really think that that's so important. Like I said, like, do I sometimes it is hard to tell. Is this really what's helping me? I don't know, but I feel good. And none of the stuff is bad for me, that's for sure. Everything I'm talking about is good for you, whether you feel the good results from it or not. So buy in. Let yourself feel good. Let it take over. Let let that momentum push you to where you need to go. I think buying in is difficult for a lot of us because it gives up control. Rather than being like, I feel like maybe we we fool ourselves into having some sense of control when we say, yeah, but you got to give up control a little. Control the things you can, right? And what you can control is adopting these healthier habits, whatever it might be, into your life. Things that are, you know, people are, trusted people are saying like, you know, or I don't know, not even that, like, like obvious ones, eating healthier working out, meditating, things that are obvious, proven, yet over time, yes, these are real things that do work. Do as many of them as you can within reason um, because we all have shit going on. We all have a life. And buy in to what they can potentially bring you. Because I recently I've subconsciously bought in, I would say, and I consciously feel better about like damn near every aspect of my life. I'm just, I'm happy. (laughs) There are times when I get on here and I am like, I've also said this exact sentence before. It's because again, it's not 100%. It's no, there's no all or nothing. It's just not. But 
there are times when I've gotten on here and been really down in the dumps and it shows and the episode's probably either boring or very interesting because I'm being open and honest about it. But then there are episodes where I'm very happy and positive and things are going well. And then I say, the, what I'm saying right now. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I feel fucking great. And I like want to spread it to other people because like I know what it's like to not feel so good. It's possible, dude. It's not only is it possible, but it's not that hard. It's not that hard. You make it harder than it needs to be. I promise because I do it too. I've done it too. And I'll do it again. But I hope not. You know, I feel like, as I've said before, I do feel like I'm starting to adopt these things into like genuine routine and like, this is just who I am now type of thing. Now, you can fall out of that for sure. But right now, this seems like the most sustained any of this stuff that I've done. So now with that said, I have 15-ish minutes left. I'd like to talk about one not so great thing because um, it's important and it's just so weird and it's hard to put into words and I don't know if 15 minutes will be enough, but um, it's important. Let me take a sip of water. Sorry. See how amped up I am right now? Dude? Something that's not been going so well recently Um Some of the more intense feelings of depersonalization that I've had in years. Um, maybe the first time since being off of SSRIs that I've felt like, oh, maybe they were helping. And no no regrets. No regrets about it. I'm glad that I'm not on them. The more and more time that goes by, I'm happy that I have... Um, gone through the process of getting off them again no i i don't have really anything against them other than the fact that you have to be careful because some work very well for some people and some work very not well for other people and can cause a myriad of other issues that are not so fun um but yeah it was the first time it's been the first time that like i even had a thought about like did i fuck up by going off of them but just because of how intense they've been I said briefly one of the last couple episodes that if I drink the next day when I drive, not hungover or still drunk, I'm not even saying when if I drink like I get fucked up or anything like that, just if I have alcohol in my bloodstream whatsoever the previous day, it seems like the next day when I'm driving, I get very depersonalized and it's like... When I look down at the steering wheel, I have this very strange feeling of like, w- these aren't my hands. Like I, f- lit- I always do this motion. Um, it's not literally like I can see the top of my head like I'm watching myself. But it feels like you're completely detached from yourself. If you- It's like that Doctor Strange shit where he like does some fucking circle and then poof. Dr. Strange comes out of his body. That's kind of how it feels. Um, and it's not a fun feeling, dude. It's not a fun feeling. Because you're still up here. You're still there. And you're not thinking about any of the things that your physical body is actually doing. But it continues to do them. Like it's all reactionary. 
it's all instinct. Um, so for example, when driving, right, I've been driving for years. I'm a good driver. Uh, and I have a anxiety, panic, depersonalization attack while driving. I'm still driving, but it does not feel like it's me that's doing it. And this happened once and then it happened twice. And then for a week and a half straight, every single time I get in the car, five seconds down the road, it starts. And it sucks uh, because I'm talking about all these habits and how I've been feeling so good. That's one of those cycles that's in a negative direction of momentum right now. I'm trying my best to pull myself out of it. Um, but it's one of those things that I, I I have to get ahead of it before it's not, not too late. Anything can be changed really. Um, but it will become increasingly more difficult to stop this from happening because I'm kind of, it almost feels like I've trained my brain at this point, um, to get anxious now when I'm driving. And it's that negative cycle that I was talking about. I'm anxious. My brain's reaction is to depersonalize. Then I'm anxious about feeling depersonalized. Then I'm depressed about all of this happening. And it's just a cycle over and over and over and over again. Now it seems like every time I get in my car, it already starts with the anxiety part of the cycle. The second I start that my, my car, that engine of depersonalization also gets started and it starts moving. And so I, I am trying my best. I'm trying to be proactive about it. Um, I'm going to do a little more research of like maybe why this is happening. And, you know, I've done my my fair share of reading about depersonalization, derealization, surrealization um, over the years. But I feel like it's been long enough that there's probably some new information on it. Hopefully it's to me, as I've said before, the more I talk about it, the more people are like, oh, my God, I feel that, too. Um, and it's a scary one because it's so difficult to describe and. In the least dark way possible saying this, it makes you feel like you're going crazy. Uh, specifically for me, when I'm feeling very depersonalized, but my mind is still, I'm talking racing, 55 different streams of consciousness at the same time. One about what's going on, another about why is my peripheral vision feel like I everything's flat and everything seems like one color in front of me like it almost feels like you can't see like I, I know I can see I literally can see but I feel like I can't discern anything from anything it's all just one flat image that's two streams of consciousness third stream something that has nothing to do with what's going on at all I'm talking nothing uh, dark thoughts about my life my family whatever it might be all of this simultaneously going on and then the worst thought of all creeps in. Oh my God, what if I'm losing my mind? That's the scary one. That's the frightening one. Um, I've been seeing more and more evidence. Evidence. I don't know why I said it like that. I've been seeing more and more, um, I don't know. Listen, I'll preface what I'm about to say with this. I'm not against weed at all. Okay. So Zach, if you're listening, I, I'm not I'm not against it at all. I smoked for years. I think that there were certain utilities it had for me that were helpful. I think that it's amazing what it can do for cancer patients and uh, you know CBD and THC tinctures that help kids with epilepsy. Like there's there's clearly a cause for it, 
And also, recreationally, I don't think compared to other things, I'm 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 not I, I don't know. I'll never be the person that's like you have to be a vegan and only drink alkaline water and nothing else for the rest of your life. I think there are times and places where indulging is fine. But the problem is that I started smoking when I was 15 and it was every single day, heavy, heavy, heavy amounts every single day for like five or six years leading to the one time where I smoked that bullshit K2 shit that threw me into my first ever experience of depersonalization and it's been a battle every day since then, which is now over a decade ago. I'm seeing more and more things come out that are like, if you smoked, you know, if you smoke weed in your adolescence and teenage years heavily, which I did, it um, has a, m- a very high risk of, um, no, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. It, it greatly increases your risk of experiencing psychosis in your adult life. And obviously the brain can heal and it's incredible. And like, I have not smoked weed. And again, not against it at all. I'm not against it. I'm just saying I wish in some ways that maybe I had waited a bit to, to become a complete pothead. Um, but you know, the brain does have the ability to heal itself. And so I'm sure that like my brain has and is healing itself at this point, because it's been so long since I've consistently smoked weed. I haven't, can't even tell it for the last probably several years there'd be a random time hanging out with friends I might hit hit a joint or something like that and now it's been forever since I've done that um again not bragging about it just saying um but I guess what I'm trying to get at is that I've been hearing this more and more and it has scared me of like oh shit I did this to myself 100% like because in those moments where I'm like am I losing my mind then another stream of consciousness comes in and it's like oh fuck I just heard that stat about everything I just explained. And it's like, what if that's what this is? I'm becoming psychotic. It's not fun. And I know that it's my mind playing tricks on me. So it's funny because 90% of this episode was like, I'm feeling great. And then the last 10% was like, I thought I was going to crash my fucking car the other day. Um, The overwhelming majority of every moment in my life for the past couple of weeks has been extremely positive. But this depersonalization thing has been kicking my ass lately. And it's fucking whack. It's whack. It sucks. There's no cure. They're finding different evidence of like where it takes place in the brain. The prevailing thought of where it comes from is childhood trauma. Because basically when you're that young, you don't have um, the like skills or the tools rather uh, to deal with trauma successfully and effectively. So your brain's natural instinct is to detach yourself from that situation. Now, what I would ask a psychiatrist, psychologist, uh, neuroscientist, if they're in this room is, I don't necessarily understand that because I never had these feelings during my childhood. Um, so was I just not noticing them because I'm a kid? Or is it that you you weren't necessarily having those feelings as a child, but your brain is rewiring itself to do that by the time it is experiencing traumatic events later on in life. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, because I, like I said, I never, you know, I had, I went through some traumatic experiences as a kid and I never felt that way at all. Now I might've detached myself 
physically from situations like run into my room or, or something like that um to try to avoid things um but never this mental side of stuff that didn't happen until i was 18 years old um so i don't know i i i guess it's not that difficult even though this podcast is not like you know widely viewed or listened to yet um I'm sure I could still get some sort of medical professional to talk to me about it, like on camera and being recorded and stuff. But I do have questions like that for a, a myriad of other things. Um, but I, all, all I'm saying is I really feel like depersonalization. I had once had a theory that I felt like every person who has ever committed suicide has had depersonalization and just didn't know it. Um, now that sounds like a really dumb, dumb, dumb thing to say. Cause it is because like, how the fuck do I know? I don't, but the reason why I say that is because I've talked to so many people who have experienced depersonalization. Um, I've read online so many blogs, so many like chat rooms of people dealing with it. So many of them have said, and this is what I used to say to my high school girlfriend, um, the first few months of dealing with this, like I felt like, and many other people feel like the only way this will end is if I die. That's how intense and scary this feeling is. Like there are times when you want to be out of your body. There are certain like psychedelic, for example, psychedelic experiences. I've had multiple of them, many of them very positive, some of them extremely negative, but the goal is to kind of get out of your body and depersonalize a bit, not in this same context. It's very different. It's a very different feeling. Um, and it's not fun. It's very difficult to put into words. I recommend you look it up yourself if you're interested in it because other people have described it in maybe better ways than I have today. The whole like feeling like a robot. Um, I think maybe this is where some of the simulation theory comes from. I'm not a huge believer in that, but like there are times when I'm feeling depersonalized, like maybe my fucking whoever's playing me as my character is like, like paused the game or or like his wi-fi connection is bad or something um it's just not a fun feeling to feel out of yourself ever in any situation but especially in the sense of depersonalization on so so it's something that i know i have to continue to fight and for a long time i kind of had no symptoms of it and now it's come back very intensely so it's been an adjustment of things i've had uh, something i've had to been deep it's been an adjustment of something I've been dealing with lately and I have confidence. This is the thing. Doing all that stuff, the working out, the vitamins, the this, the that, the cold showers, because I don't have a cold plunge. I'm not cool or rich. Um, all that shit. It's not a guarantee that it's going to improve everything in your life. But for me, developing those healthy habits that I've been really working at all year and really feel in a good place with right now, what it has done is now that I'm not feeling so great mentally, I still for some reason have a very um, optimistic outlook on it and know like, okay, I'm going through a rut right now, but like, I'll be fine. And I don't think if I was like feeling sorry for myself and like, you know, eating really shitty and like not moving and like, you know, the 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 metaphor or the image I always give for it is like, you know, the the dark room under the covers, binge watching Netflix for 65 hours straight. I don't think that I would have had I would have the 
optimism than I do right now if I was still in that place, which I have been there before. So I'm not saying that any of the things I said today will solve all your problems, but I do think they set up like, like they raise the low. You know what I mean? They raise the bottom. Um, quite a few floors. It doesn't seem like I can drift that low again because I have all this other stuff going for me and I'm feeling proud of, and, and, and confident in myself for getting these things done. And so again, as much as most of the episode was like, hey, I'm feeling really good about things. You can do this too. Or like you can adjust things. I don't know. I don't really know what the fuck the episode was about. Mostly that things are going well and I feel proud of myself. And then I ended it with something that's not going so well. But for some reason, my prevailing feeling is optimistic. I just have this sense of optimism lately that I haven't had in a while, and I'm really happy and grateful for that. Again, it's like you look at world events around us right now, and it's it's crazy. There's so much shit going on. In every different aspect of life, there are so many issues with the world. Um, so it's, it's, it's harder than ever to be optimistic uh, on, a, on a global scale. But right now... I can say that I'm feeling pretty optimistic about my own life and my own mental health specifically. Um, I just feel like I've cracked the code. And whereas before I knew certain things, certain ways I had to go about things that might help, now they've become like an everyday part of my life. And whether it's the placebo effect or any of that, I have bought in and I'm feeling way better for having bought in. And I really highly recommend whatever process you find or, or that you maybe you find something online or you hear about something or maybe it's some of the things that I've said. If it's healthy, if it's not anything that will negatively affect you, my biggest piece of advice this week would be to buy in, buy into it, give up control a little and be like, yeah, I trust that this is going, to, I am going to get out of this what I want from it, what I need from it all that it can supply me um, because sometimes we're our own worst enemy and maybe it is your brain is really powerful maybe these things are helping you but you have done the complete opposite of bought in and been skeptical the entire time and cynical and that's uh, another ego issue and so you're not your your brain is not even letting yourself feel um, all the positive things that you could be gaining from this thing or that you are gaining from this thing it's very possible for your brain to shut that all out and be like, no, you don't feel good. So buy in. And um, also buy a ticket to the show. I'll put the link. I'm really excited to perform again. It's going to be sick. It's going to be way better than the last time. Last time was pretty good, but this time will be better, obviously. Um, it should be that way, right? Just keep streaming Gravity, uh, please. Or stream it now if you haven't at all. What the fuck are you doing? Um and yeah, man, just keep on keeping on. All right, all right, all right. Uh, thank you again for listening. Really appreciate it. I'm going to go for a hike now because I feel so good about life. And it's beautiful out, if you can't tell. Um, yeah, man. Just be proud of yourself, too. Because you, regardless of if you're doing anything right in your life right now, it could be a lot worse. And you made it another week. You got through another week of what can be really difficult, and that's just the everyday slog of shit that we have to deal with, things that we never asked for, right? Most of the shit you deal with isn't something you never asked for, um, but make sure to put time into the things you are asking for, 
and just trust the process. Buy in. Things are not as bad as they seem. Um, I've been there. I've been in the worst possible depths of the world that you could be in, and I feel really good about things right now, and I'm trying to ride this as long as possible. I'm sure in a few episodes I'll be back saying I'm sad, but that's okay too. Um, it's okay. It's okay to feel sad. Just really happy. Also, I have to, uh, I gotta go. (laughs) I don't know why I'm still talking. Thank you so much for listening. I gotta remember I got this. You gotta remember you got this. If not, we got this. Stream Gravity. Come see me live June 24th. Location to be announced. Downtown Los Angeles. Thank you to So Far Sounds. And, um, take care of yourself this week. Do something nice for yourself. Stick to the process. See you next week. Thank you so much.